Hello and good evening, everyone. It is your good friend, Mr. Eric Norton, and I'm here tonight with my good friend, Adam, from Heroes for Sale. What's up, Adam? How are you doing, sir? Eric, how you doing? Thanks for having me on. Thank you very much for being available. I want to say what's up to my uh, sponsor tonight, Midwest Box Breaks. Go check them out at MidwestBoxBreaks.com and make sure you use code MBB10. It'll get yourself 10% off of your first break there. Adam, uh, I, I said in the show preview that like you're on everything, constantly doing uh, a little bit of everything on every platform, it seems. And it's all great content, so I'm glad that you're here tonight. Uh, before we get into that, I want you to introduce yourself a little bit for those who might not know you and uh, tell us a little bit how you got into the hobby. Absolutely. So like I said, thank you for having me on. So my name is Adam from Heroes for Sale. If you search it on almost any platform, I guess you can kind of find it. I mean, the one big one that I'm on that I've been using a lot more frequently is TikTok. And then I use Instagram here and there, not as much as I used to. Uh, but getting into the hobby, I mean, I, it's the typical story of like, everybody as a kid grew up with cards and then kind of, and then you go throughout high school and then maybe throughout college and kind of lose track of the, the desire to collect or kind of wanting to. And then I, a couple, couple of years ago, probably like 2018 ish, I was just, you know, playing Madden ultimate team and FIFA ultimate team and MLB the show. And with MLB the show, you can flip the cards on the computer and, and in my head, I was like, there's got to be a way. And you can flip them for coins or whatever in the game. And in my head, I was like, there's got to be a way to do this in real life with, like, real money. So, like, I kind of started getting back into it and looking into it. And then I went to, like, a couple different hobby shops and bought some cards. Um, and even back then, I mean, it's so funny. I, I always look back at those times and I, I look back and I say, like, when I was going to the, I was going to Newberry Comics in Boston. And I was looking at the packs and I was looking at the difference between a series, I think it was series two at the time of when I was kind of getting back in. It was series two. And then there was also tops opening day. And I was like, oh, there's more cards per, uh, per the amount of money that you're spending in these opening day packs. So these packs must be better. And, you know, obviously that's not necessarily the case. I mean, I think value is different to everybody. You know, value could be just that it's like, there's more cards in the pack and that's just more fun, but it's just mm -hmm. funny to look back at the time and kind of, see sort of the transition of what's happened with with me being in the hobby and just kind of how it's evolved in a way so it's funny you bring up opening day we were kind of talking about this in the office earlier uh how opening day is received by the general uh collecting uh population is kind of it's kind of weird you know because everybody clamors for it because it's the first baseball product you could grab and then as soon as series one comes out no one cares about it anymore do you think that's yeah. fair to say <laughs> yeah i would say so i mean i think it's 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 interesting it's 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 kind of like a series one update in a way because like mm -hmm. i think um john carlos stanton when he got traded to the yankees or signed with the yankees i forgot which one it was i think in series one he was still wearing his marlins uniform and then in tops opening day he had his yankees uniform and he, they actually just photoshopped the image with him in the Yankees uniform. So it's like it's sort of like an opening day like update for Series One. But yeah, yeah I mean, it, I think it's it's like I said, value kind of comes to whoever is whoever is defining value. I guess is kind of thing with that type of product. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to say what's up to uh, Jake, our our good friend in '90s B ball cards. What's up, Jake? Thanks for hanging out with Jake. us tonight. Uh, so hey, you know you know Jake, you've been on Jake's I show do, before, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, he runs a tight ship over there talking to all 90s cards all the time, which is great. He does a fantastic job. I've worked with him in the past doing some articles. But you, sir, you I don't I don't want to nail you down to one particular era. You do a good job of 
of spreading yourself out, talking about all general areas of the hobby. Is there one that you cue in the most on and, and tend to pull, gravitate towards because you like it? Or is it maybe it's easy, just easier to talk about? Yeah, so it kind of depends on the time of like the day, basically. Mm -hmm. Like it originally started with baseball and then it kind of got into basketball and then it got into maybe some trading card stuff and then it got into soccer and then like Fortnite and Pokemon. And I mean, it, it really just kind of depends on what is kind of catching my eye at the time. And I mean, from a content perspective, it's really just like whatever is sort of new in the news is sort of maybe what I have more attention on. But I would say, I mean, right now it's definitely basketball since that's coming up and football. And uh, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, I, I just like making content in general. So it's sort of whatever the the daily flavor is, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, the daily flavor is definitely basketball right now with tip off right. tonight. And I was telling you earlier, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to rush through the show, but I definitely want to be a respecter of time because you know, game the tip off is tonight. But I wanted to ask you, um, who are you strong on going into this season? Uh, I have mine, and I'll share that in a moment. But but give me some thoughts on guys that uh, maybe are undervalued or are underappreciated going into this new new basketball season that you think could really uh, be good investments or good buys right now. Totally. So, I mean, one of the guys obviously being a Boston guy, uh, Jalen Brown is always on the top of my mind of a guy who I think is a, a role player, but he's definitely in the conversation, I think, for like a top 30 maybe player in the league. Like with Tatum, he's kind of on the cusp of being in that top 10. And mm -hmm. I think if, if, if Jalen Brown can kind of step in and be like, I mean, Batman and Robin, I've also, I, and I don't want to get ahead of myself here, and I have compared them to Penny and Shaq in the past because uh, because they were drafted. It was It's almost the same exact story. Like, early picks in the draft, like, kind of reshaped the franchise a little bit. I think mm -hmm. their story is definitely different. Um, but, yeah, Jalen Brown's one guy that I, I, as a Boston guy, I have a lot of, I, I have a lot of hope for this year. And I think also, it, the farther you can kind of go back and you can kind of see um, – I, th I think guys who are sort of on the cusp, in my opinion, like the guys who are maybe like they're the third or fourth best player on their team, but they have a chance to be maybe the second or best player on their team. Mm -hmm. I think those are the guys that I really like. And uh, another guy that's actually from that same draft in 2016 is actually DeJounte Murray. And yes. he kind of hasn't been playing as well. Like he's sort of the... I mean, he's almost like the guy there in Sacramento. And I think the way that Popovich has been able to develop prospects, that kind of gives me a lot of faith in him. But at the same time, I do think that like he's going to have to step up and really be the guy down there because they're sort of going through a phase where, I mean, Popovich, we don't know how many more years he's going to be around. Like, is he going to be like a Belichick or a Saban where he just like sticks around for forever? Like, we don't really know. So I think DeJounte Murray, if he can take a step forward and become, like I said, that second or first best player on that Spurs team, I think that also um, helps. And I, I think DeRozan was down there. I think DeRozan is I, – I, you know, I'm off the top of my head, I forget if DeRozan is still there, but I know that that was kind of one of the things where he um, maybe wasn't taking any points away from Murray, but, like, that could be a, that could be a position where he could step up and really get, get to that top role on the team, I think. Yeah, DeRozan is now in Chicago. So Chicago, uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So – Murray's a perfect example of a guy who who could step up, and I, I'd say if I'm if I'm gonna hone in on the uh, I'm sorry I almost said the Lakers on the Spurs, I would definitely say uh, Lonnie Walker as well. Uh, 
one, that hair is amazing. Two, uh, he's a flat earther. You, those guys are crazy. And <laughs> but you know, he, he's got he like he could play, like he could really play. And I I think where Demar Derozan didn't take shots away from Murray, he might have taken them away from you know from Walker because they played the same position. I think that's a uh, I think Murray's a good pick. I'm also kind of honing in uh, on Jordan Poole. Uh, we're about to have a lot of pool parties, I think, this year. And he had a great, he had a great uh, preseason. I know it was just six games, and I know it was just a preseason. But uh, he's in the starting lineup tonight against the Lakers. I, he has a time. This is his time to kind of show up and show out. And I, I think that he's going to do uh, pretty well. I think that's a guy that you can all uh, kind of hone in on and say, uh, you know, you heard it here on Beckett Life Presents that uh, he he might be one to talk talk about. Jake chimes in and says, Mo Bamba. You got any thoughts on Mo Bamba? I mean, I do love that song, Mo Bamba, but <laughs> in terms of like him as a player, I, I I do, you know, the thing about Orlando that's kind of tough for me is like, that's sort of the, I could imagine it's probably tough to play down there. Like just because it's like Florida and it's nice all the time. So like, it's probably a little bit tough to, especially as a young kid, like, and actually he might not be that young anymore. It probably is 2018 draft, but either way, like I could imagine it's probably pretty tough down there. I mean, they did just trade for RJ Hampton. Um, they got um, the guy from uh, the, from Arizona last year in the draft this year, I think. So that, that's another guy that I really like. Um, but I think Mo Bamba, yeah, like I said, I think it's just tough down there to, to really focus on basketball. And you just haven't really seen in a while since like maybe Dwight Howard, and I mean, Aaron Gordon, obviously, but he gets traded to somewhere else. So it's, I think Orlando, in my opinion, is kind of a tough place to tough place to be good because the team is just never seems to be that good. You know, um, geez, I don't, I don't want to date you, but you're younger than me. I'm 40. I'll just go ahead and say that Orlando in the nineties, uh, since Jake's watching, I know that Jake's going to love this. That was the place to be, man. Penny and Shaq and Nick Anderson, or is it Nick? Yeah. Nick Anderson, Scotty Skiles. That team was fantastic. They they have struggled uh, to gain an identity since uh, since Shaq left. Really, I think um, I think Mobamba is uh, a, you know your traditional type center, and uh, he you know that that type of player gets a knock. But then you look at DeAndre Ayton, who who showed out last year. You know, obviously the Suns didn't win in the finals, but he's a traditional type center back to the basket. You know, he'll post up and, and take a hook shot and, you know, he'll grab 10, 10, 15 boards a game. And that did really, that did well in Phoenix. I think Mamba can be that type of player uh, now that Eric Gordon is completely gone and out of the system. You know, he, he was, he was traded at the deadline last year to, uh, to Denver. So now that Mamba's got the whole team to himself, I think that uh, he's a, he's another good pick to maybe uh, show up and show out. Want to say what's up to uh, Nate Diggity? What's up, man? Thanks for joining the show tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, ice cream time is coming. Don't worry, uh, my my son will definitely get his ice cream tonight. Uh, I want to ask you now about players. Maybe you're fading away from and and the initial my initial thoughts off air was who in the world picking up Ben Simmons right now? Yeah, I mean Ben Simmons is. I know, like I said earlier, as a Boston fan, I, I do love seeing the demise of Philadelphia and the, the process. I, you know, I, I, they 
I love Joel, M- Joel Embiid's quote this offseason when he was asked about the Boston Philadelphia rivalry, and he was just like, "Yeah, they beat us every time, so it's not a rivalry." Like, and I just I think that's so hilarious that he said that because it's I mean it's true. Like almost any time Philadelphia and Boston play, like Boston is coming out on top most of the time, other than if it's like a Super Bowl or something like that. But uh, from a basketball perspective, like you know, I think if like, I think I saw a funny uh, tweet the other day that was somebody was like, they should, Ben, uh, ben Simmons should just be traded for Kyrie and then all hell can break loose in the league and everything can just go crazy. I think that would be kind of interesting. You know, Ben Simmons, I think he, you know, he came from LSU. I think it, he didn't really get as much experience maybe in big time games as some other players coming out of like bigger schools. Like he, he, didn't really, I don't think he made the NCAA or the NCAA tournament when he was, uh, before he got drafted, you know, I don't know, maybe coming from Australia, maybe things are a little bit different over there. Like maybe, you know, it, the, it, it's maybe less about basketball for him. And I, I don't know, I don't know him obviously, but I think, you know, if, if he can turn it around, like, I think the, the meme is like that he can't shoot a three and like, so, but if he could, like, he would be a really great player, but yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons is not somebody that, especially because I just think that there is like a little bit of hype behind him. Like I think people think that he is really good. So his prices are kind of staying a little bit higher maybe than I would like to see them. With Ben, you know, he, I think the throw is there for a second. I I froze up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I froze. I'm sorry. My I can see by the by my Wi-Fi that my son must be playing video games right ah, now. Gotcha. So uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, ben Simmons is. Uh, hey, as Jake says, Ben Simmons is a victim of the Kardashian curse. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess so. But he, I think where people get upset with Simmons is ah, God, I hate to label anybody like this. He seems like he's a quitter. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, look, all you got to do is look back at the, uh, the Western, the Eastern conference finals last season. Uh, you know, he, he almost refused to take jump shots uh, because he didn't want to go to the line. And um, there again, he posts these videos of him in the off season playing basketball, pick up basketball, and he's draining everything. This is the but, funniest videos. The off-season right. videos are my yeah. favorite because it's just like, uh, yeah, you're playing against your friends from high school. Like, obviously, you're going to be shooting over them and blocking them and dunking over them. Like, exactly. it's, just, it's so funny. I love those. So uh, it's, it, those videos are weird, right? So uh, I just – I think that his his, his market is going to drop dramatically. And another, and another one I think is going to drop dramatically just because of uh, his his – perceived attitude well it's not a perceived attitude it is an attitude is is Kyrie Irving the man can ball out of his mind but he can't get out of his own way and I think it's just a matter of time before that catches up with him uh with collectors what do you think yeah I mean it's it's definitely a sticky situation with like Kyrie like because it's you know it's I, I don't I don't know if if it's if it's a thing that he doesn't really want to play basketball like he is like one of the when he is good, he is one of the best point guards in the league, if not the best point guard in the league. Like he has 
one of the biggest shots in NBA Finals history, that first LeBron championship. So, like, you can't take away how good he is on the court. But, like, again, as a Celtics fan, like, I tend to not like him even before kind of all the drama that (laughs) happened this offseason because, like, I I don't know if you're aware, but, like, he when he was going to be a free agent, he told the fans at the fans night, he was just like, yeah, I'm going to come back as a free agent. And then halfway through the season, when they're asking about his contract, he goes, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that until the off season. It's like, dude, you just said you wanted to come back. Like what changed, what changed in three months. So like, I I just think that, you know, I like seeing him play because he's a great player, but like at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I just can't, it's hard to trust that he is making the right basketball decision, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. You're right. He, he is uh, – they call him killer. They call him killer for a reason. He is a fantastic point guard. It's just, it's just he, like I said, he can't get out of his own way. Hey, I, I got to stop down here and say what's up to uh, my man, Jamie Thomas, over at Legacy Sports. I, uh, I just – I had such a great time last week and the week before talking about uh, the Fiji cards and the art that he did for that. But I want to show you this uh, – I'm going to show everybody this uh, – Shohei Otani, and I would love to get your thoughts about Otani here in a moment because his market is crazy hot right now too. But uh, I want to show you the Shohei Otani sketch that he did that is a one-of-one that you could pick up at LegacySportsArt.com. This is just an absolute uh, fantastic piece. Otani is on top of the world, and no, no, no wonder why he would pick a player like this to go ahead and highlight. So uh, what are your thoughts, uh, first of all, uh, on uh, sketch cards, art cards. Are you a fan of those custom cards, or uh, what do you think about them? Yeah, so I mean, I, I, coming, I, I'm coming from into sports cards from like a graphic design background. So like mm-hmm. any art related stuff that's in sports cards is like some of my favorite pieces. Like I love the living sets. I love like all the Star Wars living sets. The W, the uh, the uh, Star Wars, the you know soccer, all those types of different cards. I'm like a huge fan of those. And I mean, when it comes to Otani, I mean, he's, in my opinion, he's the most important player in the sport right now. It, maybe not, maybe not the best player necessarily. Like, I think he's probably going to win MVP this year, uh, just because he was. I mean, he was. He pitched and hit and was like the best player at both positions, which is insane. And I think for baseball, from a PR, from a marketing perspective, I mean, I guess sports cards as well. He's just like the most important player when it comes to that sport because we've never we haven't seen anything like him since Babe Ruth. And that was in like the like twenties or thirties. I, I don't know exact time frame, but like we haven't seen anything like that in almost a hundred years. So like, I think he's the most, like I said, probably the most important player for baseball at the current moment. I think that the angels have a big problem on their hand because he uh, recently put, came out and publicly said like, look, if this doesn't get better, I don't, I don't want to be here. So right. Uh, I mean, that's <laughs> crazy too. Exactly. So uh, Otani's market is crazy hot right now, but this is a, a Legacy Sports Art 101. Uh, go check him out at LegacySportsArt.com. Use code BLP2021 to get yourself 10% off your first uh, custom sketch there. Uh, holiday season is just around the corner. What a way to say I love you or happy holidays with a, a personalized sketch card for somebody. Go check him out and let him know that Beckett Live Presents sent, sent him over there. All right, Adam, I, I, I said uh, at the top, man, just like, you're kind of on everything. You're, you're, you're putting out great content daily, it seems like. But you focus on TikTok. And I want to ask you about TikTok because, um, one, I can't figure it out. Two, it's while Instagram does seem to be the hub, there's definitely a migration to TikTok. So 
just give us your best advice about being on that platform. Yeah, totally. I, I, the crazy thing that I was looking into was like, I started posting TikToks in 2019. So like, I've almost been posting t- on TikTok as long as I have been on Instagram. Like I think Instagram, I started in like early 2018. So it's only been like a year longer, essentially that I was posting on Instagram and not TikTok. I think the one thing that I kind of have, um, that I've seen with TikTok at least is like, I, I have sort of, I sort of accepted that none of the types of posts that I make are going to go like viral necessarily, like, because it's a lot of like information. It's a lot of like current events and news. And like, there's going to be a group of people that are interested in that type of content. And I hope they're the ones that are seeing it. So that way um, they can enjoy it. And I mean, if random people are seeing it that they don't, that don't want to see it, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think the algorithm is really good. And kind of just going back to that one point about accepting sort of things not going viral, the way that I kind of look at the platform in general is like if you're building like a house, um, you know, it's it's sure you could maybe build a house out of like one really, 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 really big brick. But like the way that I'm kind of approaching it is like if I can like instead of having one video that has a million views, I'd rather have like a thousand videos that have like a thousand views, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, or yeah. I mean, hopefully maybe 10,000, but like in that kind of range, I would have rather have more videos with a smaller amount of views than one video that has like a ton of views. I guess that's sort of how I viewed it over the past um, like year or so that I've kind of been on the platform. That makes a lot of sense. But like how much, so I guess my next question to you then is how much time are you putting into those videos as you're making those? Because I understand having a thousand video or a million videos with a thousand views. I get that. Uh, but it seems like a lot of work and sometimes it pays off and sometimes it doesn't. Are there best practices? Like what time to post, what time, what kind of like, I, I kind of understand that it's all about sounds. Mm. So does that make sense to you when I say that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, generally on TikTok, like, I mean, at least for me, most of the time it's either I'm posting it in the early morning or later on at night. Um, just because I can't, I, I have a full-time job, so I'm not posting during the middle of the day essentially, except for sometimes on my lunch break, but most of the times not. Um, but I mean like the sounds, I think, you know, coming, I, I, I look at it this way again, like sort of, I'm coming sort of from with a marketing perspective. So like trends and stuff like that, I, I feel like I can, I can see if I see a video three or four times, like I'm able to pick up that that may be a trending sound or like a trend that. Um, and I don't do many trends either. That's kind of the other thing on, on the platform. Like if you go on and use it, you'll notice a lot of people are just kind of making the same video. And right. I've sort of made it a little bit of a conscious effort not to try and do that. Like I have done trends in the past where I've made like, um, you know, like voiceover sounds with like funny captions and stuff like that. But um, it, it, it wasn't like um, overly doing as better than any of the other videos I was doing. And I liked making the other videos more. Um, So that's why I kind of focused on that other type of content. And I mean, with it, like I said, I think it's, it's uh, the the other question about like how long it takes. I mean, from my perspective, there's kind of two pieces to that. So like I'm spending probably 25% of the time with TikTok, like making videos. So like shooting them, editing them, and then posting them. And I'm spending like 75% of the time, like 
looking at my own analytics, like looking at other videos that I'm seeing that are doing well, like looking at other creators, like doing research on stuff. So like, it's definitely, um, I'm finding myself doing a little bit more research. And I mean, at this point, like, I think I've posted over 1500 videos on there. So like the, the, um, the way that I've been able to create the videos has gotten faster. So like, you know, somebody that's new on the platform, obviously like the two to four posts a day may not be realistic, but like mm-hmm. once you kind of start getting in the flow and realizing how to do things, that's where I've noticed that things end up being quicker. And that's where you can kind of end up posting more stuff, if that makes sense. So my last question as it relates to TikTok, is it too late? Like, is it too late to, to jump over there and get started uh, with a card account? Uh, because we were talking about some of the hashtags earlier. Or is it just right? Is it, is it still early enough that you could get in and, and kind of have an impact? I think it's it's still early enough. I mean, I think one of the things that I've definitely noticed is that, like when you see a viral video that has like maybe a million or two million views, like back in the day, which back in the day is like 2019. So it's not really that long ago, yeah. but like 2019, a video has, you know, a million views, you're getting like 50,000 followers from a million view video. But like now you can go to someone's account and you can see that maybe they have a lot of videos that do really well, but they only have like maybe a hundred or 200,000 followers and they have like three or four videos that have a million views. So, you know, it's definitely, it's definitely harder in my opinion. Like I think the narrative around the platform is that it's like easy to blow up. And I think if, if you're good at making videos and you spend the time, I think it will take a little bit longer than maybe you're hoping, you know, or maybe, you know, cause there are uh, diamonds in the rough where sometimes like, you know, there was this one random kid. I don't know if you, how often you use the platform, but there's like a kid that was like, like a sophomore or junior at unc and he posted like three videos and they all had a million views and now he's like hanging out with the basketball team and like going to carolina panthers games but like it's it really is kind of um a dime a dozen it's not as common as it used to be but i think it's still you know if you like making videos it's definitely something to try out i mean the videos are going to probably outperform if you're posting them on instagram on tiktok so like i think it's still definitely worth it obviously i mean and obviously coming from me i I post on there pretty often. So like I, I, I want as many people to come over to the platform and I'm not sure if I shared this with you at the national, I know I shared it with a couple people. Like the one thing that I thought was the most shocking thing to me about the national was like, there was a ton of people that came up to me, like adults that came up and were like, I watch your videos. And like, I only wow. post videos on TikTok, and like, there was maybe one or two like teenagers or kids that, I, that noticed me. And then, but there was probably like, there was a bunch more like adults that came up and told me they watched the videos. So like, that's how I knew TikTok was skewing a little bit older, maybe for cards, maybe for other niches, it's not, but like for cards, that's how I noticed um, TikTok skewing a little bit older, which I think is, I mean, that's a good thing in my opinion. That, that is a good thing. I'm going to go ahead and paste your uh, TikTok uh, link right now in the comment sections. You guys go check them out. While you're there, go ahead and look for Beckett Media as well. We have a 500 follower giveaway. We're at two like 283, 285 or something like that. Uh, we, when we get to 500 followers, we're going to give away a box of uh, top Star Wars Galaxy files. I think that's what a battle plans. We're going to give that away. And then we also have some other giveaways in uh, the hopper ready to go, but we're going to have to hit, hit some benchmarks first. So go check out uh, Adam. Here's Russell over on TikTok at the link I just posted. Go ahead and follow Beckett Media while you're over there too. All right, man, we're down to the final five minutes. That means it's time for the final five. Adam, I kind of prepped you for this, but I didn't tell you exactly what I was going to ask you. So I'll ask this. Would you rather have the would you rather deck or what the heck deck? Mm, let's do. Let's do would you rather. 
Would you rather? Okay. Final five folks at home play along. We're going to ask five random questions from the Would You Rather pod decks deck. And uh, I will obviously skip over the inappropriate ones because sometimes they pop up from time to time. But this is a chance for, uh, not that you haven't done already, for you to give a give us a little bit of in, in your personality. Uh, get to know Adam a little bit other than cards. I hope that uh, you at home play along. All right. Uh, would you rather... This is a weird question. Would you rather have get your hands stuck in a meat grinder or a blender? That's a weird question, man. This both seem pretty painful. Uh-huh. Oh, I I well, so it doesn't say if either of them are on, technically. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I, I I guess I guess a meat grinder, I guess. I don't really it doesn't neither of them sound very pleasurable, so I'm gonna ha- I guess I'll just go with one of them. If I, I, have did, I did not know that this was going to be the Saw edition. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the squid, <laughs> squid, games, squid Games edition. Is that a better reference, a uh, younger <laughs> reference for sure. Would you rather eat, uh, let's see, Nate Diggity says no meat grinder and uh, Jake wants the blender. <laughs> Would you rather eat peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese sandwiches every day? Hmm... I guess I, I kind of – I would probably rather go peanut butter and jelly. I think really? I would go peanut butter and jelly. So I am uh, adamantly opposed to uh, peanut butter and jelly. Not because like – when I was – not because like a reason you would think that – oh, that makes sense. But because when I was in the Army, uh, every MRE I ever got <laughs> had peanut butter in it. And I never got the cheese. Oh, and yeah. That, that makes me upset. So I'm taking the grilled cheese. I'm about to sneeze as I, as I think about this. <laughs> All right. That's uh, – nope, can't ask that one. Would you? And you're, how old are you, Adam? Uh, 28. Okay, not too far removed from college then, right? Like five years, I think. Okay. Would you rather have pizza rolls or pizza bagels? Oh, pizza pizza bagels for sure. Bagel oh, bites. Really? That's, uh, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's funny that, that – that's actually a really funny one because like growing up – when I was having sleepovers in like, uh, like early high school and stuff like bagel bites were our go-to every single time we'd had like the 60 pack of the frozen bagel bites at my house. Like that was, I was notorious for having the bagel bites at my house. <laughs> I'm taking pizza rolls <laughs> only because I want to feel the hot lava like mm. in my mouth, you know, the pain, uh, yeah, the, the pain, the pain. Um, would you rather have your jaws wired shut like Kanye West only being able to drink out of a straw or wear an eye patch for a year? Hmm. I think I'd probably go with the eye patch because it's, I think it's probably cooler. Um, and I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't be able to make videos if I had my jaw wired shut. So I think I'm not going to go with the eye patch. <laughs> Come on, man. Kanye West dropped one of the best verses in the history of hip hop with his mouth wired shut. Some, yeah, that he. I love Kanye. He's probably my favorite artist, like out of any rap hip hop artist. He's influenced, yeah. I think, a lot of the like because I come from graphic design background. So like, he's influenced basically all the art that I've ever created. And but he's just a psycho. Like he's he's an insanely creative psychopath. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> he changed his name today. He officially changed his name to Yee, which <laughs> is weird. But you know that's Kanye for you, right? Uh, speaking right. of Kanye, and wh- while we're talking about Kanye, I want to get your thoughts before I ask the final question of the final five. Uh, DMX has a great wired story too. Huh, I didn't know that. Uh, what were your thoughts about the um, the DJ Ski Kanye West inspired cards from the National? 
I was obsessed. Like I was all the albums he chose were my favorite albums. So like, sure. the, like, cause I mean, it was, it was when, you know, I started doing graphic design in high school. So like those four albums all came out, like basically when I was from like yeah, sophomore cool. year to like mm-hmm. my sophomore year in college. So like, and I, I, I always feel like people just like the music that they, uh, that they grew up listening to. And that was kind of like, like the late registration was the first Kanye album I heard. And then when I was kind of getting into art and all that kind of stuff is when graduation came out and then 808s. And I mean, like I said, it's just, it, I, those are my favorite albums of his. So like I was obsessed with that collaboration. Oh, Jake is sad. Cause he missed out on the cards that new that. So if you got all four, the fifth one is coming. I think they said here it would be like late December. Is that, did you, is that what I read? Yeah, I don't know when it's coming, but I know it was like the original Donda cover and then also the the one with the mountains. I forget the name of the album, but it was like that was the that was the like the front and back. I think those were the two albums that were going to be on that one. Yeah, I'm absolutely looking forward to that. I got I have my four. Jake, I'm sorry that you missed out on yours, but I'm ready for that fifth. All right, final question. This is a good one because tonight you're on Beckett Live Presents. Would you rather appear as a guest on your favorite TV show? Or have a lifetime backstage pass for any concert you attend. How many times? Obviously, it doesn't say, but do, let's make a rule. How many times do I get to appear on the show? One time. One time. One time. I mean, it's, I mean, it's got to be the lifetime backstage pass, like that. I mean, if it's a lifetime backstage pass for any concert, like there's just too much upside there. Yeah, there's a lot of upside there. I'm taking that too. Uh, I think immediately though, I start with, I start with the classics. You know, I like. A couple of years ago, I went and saw Paul McCartney. Not mm. because I'm a big fan of the Beatles or Paul, uh, or of Paul McCartney, but because Paul McCartney is damn near 80 years old, and I just wanted to see him before you know he leaves this earth. So I went to see him. So I take that backstage pass and I start with the classics. I go see Paul McCartney. I go see Willie Nelson, uh, and then you know I I I work my way down and maybe like Jack White. And then I get in my my you know Tricop Quest and my hip hop artist. Definitely taking the backstage passes there. No question. Yeah, I'm going to go. I would probably go with the backstage passes. I mean, I just want to see what kind of crazy stuff goes on back there. And I want to get the the riders. I want to see, like, what people have for their riders. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to probably be doing some more research on, like, <laughs> if I'm going backstage for these people. <laughs> the riders are funny. Yeah. Tell me the uh, the craziest rider you've ever seen or you've ever heard of. I mean, I, I can't name any off the top of my head, but if I had my own, it would be, um, it would be Mountain Dew uh, Red. That's, that would be that one. Code it would red, be okay. uh, Code Red. Yep, Code Red. And then if they could find the game fuel from the original Halo, that would be one of them just because I want to see if – I would put that on there every single time just to see if anyone could find it because I don't okay. think they'd be able to. And then the other one would probably be the peanut butter chocolate bugles because those are also sort of hard to find because they don't make them anymore. But that would be – those would be I, – I would basically just pick a bunch of exclusive stuff that like you can't find anymore and just see if people can get it. He just wants a bunch of Supreme hoodies. That's all he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. Awesome. All right, Adam, I, I appreciate you hanging out with me uh, tonight. I really uh, had a good time. So before we go, I'm going to lay out here, let you go ahead and pimp your uh, social media. Go ahead. Absolutely. Thanks you. Like I said, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So it's it's Heroes for Sale basically on every platform, uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Reddit, um, YouTube, uh, podcast, Apple or Spotify. Um, and it's spelt heroes is spelt without the second E, I guess. It, I don't know if it's sometimes people can get confused there. So it's just H E R O S F O R, um, S A L E. Yeah. So like that's, 
Um, those are kind of the socials. And I mean, if, if I had to pick one that I want people to go look for me on, it would be TikTok because that's, that's where I'm spending, you know, uh, 24 hours a day, basically on that platform. <laughs> go check him out on TikTok. I put it in the link. Uh, Jake chimed in one last time with, wow, those bugles are fire. I guess Jake knows. Is this a Boston thing? Is this a, I, a, I, maybe that? like they, they made these bugles for a while at Seven Eleven, and I would get them like over the summers. Like I would get them as my go-to snack. And then one day, they just didn't have them. And I consistently asked the people like, are you going to get them in? And they would just say no until it was like a month of asking and they just never had them. So I just, wow. from, from there, I was like, I guess I'll just have to buy them on eBay one day or something like that. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to be it. That's a great story to end on. I want to say uh, before we leave a shout out to Aaron Carter, uh, my friend from high school and his wife, congratulations on the beautiful baby girl. She is a wonderful, wonderful gift from God. Don't you ever forget that. I know you won't. So, uh, Welcome to the world, uh, Rosalie. It's going to be a wonderful ride. Everybody else, that's going to be it tonight. Thanks, Adam, for joining me. Hang out backstage. Everybody else, good night. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you.